For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are back once again. I'm Joshua Fisher, along with Alexander Tassopoulos, Nicholas Snacks, Kreider, and the Quan Cosby. This is the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. We got your horns up because here we go. All right, <laughs> the pain is over. 2021, uh, finished strong. We beat K State, which is great. People look solid. Uh, it was good to see Roshan back out there playing well. Um, and I thought it was a nice way to end this a very unfortunate season. Um, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on that at some point in the show. But I do. We do have to start, and we are a college football show. It's been absolutely chaos. Um, not even start, not even from the, the, the game, Michigan, Ohio state, which, you know, for those listening, I grew up a Buckeye fan and I a long, longhorn fan first and foremost, but it was a very painful day of my household, uh, over Thanksgiving, not only because of that, but I also ate too much stuffing. It was just a, just an absolute mess. Um, but the game was crazy. And then almost a few hours later, we had Auburn, which was nuts. OU goes down. And then the coaching changes. What was the craziest part of this college football weekend for you guys? It had to be the coaching changes for me. Yeah. I mean, the, the, deal, the deal that was offered that is reportedly offered for Lincoln Riley to go to USC is just out of this world hilarious, in my opinion. The fact that they're letting him use the private jet 24-7 for his family. They're buying him a $6 million home. They're buying both of his homes in Norman. First of all, who needs two homes in Norman? Exactly. That, that's a great question. What is funny? Cause I'm random like that. I was like, he has two homes in Norman. Is there like a trap house? And then the reg- like, I, right? what's going on here? Yeah, we go yeah, ahead and so- Long Island. We call that a side chick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the side chick, but they're both, they're both getting like $500,000 over asking price, I guess. Why don't they just work that into the, the actual monetary deal? Why do they got to pay for all this stuff? Right. Like yeah. I just putting some new bells and whistles on and it's not an official report, but that's what's speculated. That's what people are saying that that's come out. And then of course the, the uh, Brian Kelly hire for LSU was crazy as well. What's crazy to me for that one though, is that if you're a college coach and your number one goal is to win a national championship and your team is sitting there at six, probably going to work their way to number five in the college football playoff rankings. There's still a chance that they get in there because two of the teams could get bumped out Bama and Cincinnati. They both have games this weekend that they can both lose. So U of H only has one loss. Exactly. So I understand taking a better opportunity at LSU, right? You work your way to get to that program. You work your way to get the sec, but can we just at least play out the rest of your 
your season with this Notre Dame team that could potentially win you an opportunity to to get a national championship. I don't think they're going to beat Georgia, but I mean, this is close. You know what? That's interesting. You say that because my my thing is the one we have so many question marks about Cincinnati, right? Well, you know who doesn't? Notre Dame. They right. beat the crap out of Notre Dame on their home course, on their home field. And so maybe Brian's like, no, I've seen them play Houston good season, but you're not going to beat them. So maybe that's why he pulled the trigger. So it's funny. I haven't actually even thought about that perspective because I had the same thing. I'm like, you know, I mean, that's early knowing yeah. where they're ranked. And in Oklahoma, sure, you had a down year, I guess, for Oklahoma. But even you're not too far gone. But these coaches pull the triggers. And clearly, this has been in the works for year, you know, weeks to come. And and Brian, you know, and and again, Kelly knows more than anyone how good Cincinnati is. I've been saying it. And I feel like they're legit. Um, I'm clearly not necessarily beat Georgia legit, but I feel like they're legit. So maybe that's confirmation that they're a good, they're a good squad. Yeah, I just feel bad for those Irish kids. I mean, it just feels like their coach doesn't have a lot of faith in them or just doesn't have a lot of faith in them getting to the playoff, whether Cincinnati wins or loses. But, I mean, there's also Bama that could potentially lose, right? So if Bama loses, Should do lose. they get in? My other question is as well, if Oklahoma State, beats Baylor do they skip Notre Dame that's and get in I think they have to that's the question I, I, I really think they have to to be the conference champion and, and on so many levels with the going back to the coaching changes the, the blue blood schools Notre Dame is that but to me Notre Dame this is a Oklahoma and Notre Dame this is a massive just in your face humble pie you know you, you, no one leaves Notre Dame no one leaves Oklahoma to go to mm-hmm. another college team and apparently, yeah, they do. And in and, and Notre Dame, maybe Kelly's like, I don't see it's going to be harder for me to get to the playoff in this scenario. If I'm not in the ACC, if I'm not in another conference, maybe it's going to be a little bit harder for me to truly get to that playoff and, and get that respect because, oh, I mean, arguably the best team I played was Cincinnati. And we see how hard it is for them to get to the playoff, you know. And so I think that's some some perspective. And then Lincoln some are saying he's scared of the SEC and all that. It may be true, and yeah. but he may be genius at the same time because now he's in at USC. The same scenario he's been in, in a subpar Big Twelve. Yes, I love UT, but Big Twelve hadn't been what it was during our days in a long time. No, and no. so ultimately, he he had to beat a Texas, maybe occasionally uh, Oklahoma State, which would be his UCLA. Um, you know, Oregon would maybe be that Texas or, you know, another school around and he's in the playoff every year. So, and then he's in LA. And if that, if the rumors are true and a pretty nice crib, a signing bonus and a salary out this world. So, and a, and a PJ private jet. <laughs> exactly. That may yeah. be the craziest part of all of it. That's like a Roger Goodell deal. Roger Goodell has a private jet for life. PJ for the fam. He's got a PJ for the fam. It's not even like a his own PJ. His family. If his wife is like, you know what, Turks and Caicos, you guys <laughs> enjoy the weekend. She's she's on a jet. Toss. I, you know, I reveal that I was a Buckeyes fan growing up. But growing up, you were not only a fan of the Horns, but you were also a fan of the LSU Tigers. So Kelly going to LSU, you had some reservations. Not, not necessarily reservations. 
it's it's just a tough environment to coach in just as USC is just as UT is I mean okay. there are there are blue bloods and then there are blue bloods and by that the latter it's the exact same wording but the latter meaning that there Emphasis. there is there's university and the way that it's attached to its football program the amount of money that's coming from donors the optics that these um, prestigious schools are looked at in regards to the entire the entirety of college football it's different part of it the Notre Dame it's they're an independent so whatever you want to say now he has an opportunity to go play in the SEC where he has an SEC championship to play for I mean we'll see how everything kind of plays out in that conference once UT and Oklahoma join and and for on the other side, for, for Oklahoma, for Riley, a lot of it, I look at like NIL and what that means going forward for the sport. Oh, yeah. And LA is a desirable destination <laughs> for an 18-year-old to go to if they know that they can get a buck from a brand deal and also play football at an awesome school like USC and get a degree from there if they, if they stay all four years. I mean, it's just they're a better academic school than Oklahoma. They're in LA. Oklahoma's in Norman. Like, there's all these things that just add up. For me, uh, the the Riley thing makes a, makes a little bit more sense. Um, I mean, I'm interested. I, it's just Baton Rouge. Those those people are crazy. They're just crazy. They're just and like freaks. And now and now he's he's had uh, you know he's had to recruit against the the Midwest pipeline, right? So he's going. He was going against tough teams, um, but now you're going against Bama. You're going against. Texas A&M, you're going against Auburn, you're going against Georgia, you're going against Texas too, and Oklahoma. Like it's just tough Florida. down there. So he, you got to give him a little bit of a leash to to see what happens. But the one thing we do know about Brian Kelly is he's a, he's a tremendous coach. It, all you have to do is look at his overall record. The guy just wins football games. Yeah, has he won? Games. Has he won national championship? No, but he's gotten darn close. And it, it's a step up from Ed who is an awesome is an awesome guy he's a character but he just was kind of it seems now that we can confidently say right place right time yeah right Dude, place, right he, time. Uh, my my eight-year-old could have probably coached that team to a national championship they were that good uh, yeah. and, and there's no disrespect to ed because he made the right moves he got the right joe brady um clearly we've seen what baylor's guy um um Good, good. Aranda at, yeah, at DC. Aranda a, he 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 put together that coaching staff, so you got to give him that. And I think uh, leadership is a huge portion of that. Um, you know, Brian Kelly's won to your point everywhere he's been. And and let's be real about the SEC. It's very top heavy. I know mm-hmm. it gets all of that love on so many levels, but the only other school that's won the Natty in the last 10, 15 years is LSU. You know, Georgia's, in my opinion, is going to win it this year. But if you take, we're talking present right now, LSU is the only other school outside of Bama who, in the SEC, that won a natty. And so, yes, the competition level is a little bit different. But if you have maybe four to five schools that are really, really good in recruiting, in, you know, the rest of it, Ole Miss is having a phenomenal year. Tennessee's terrible. Vanderbilt's terrible. Florida clearly just fired their coach. It really is top heavy. So he's going to one of the schools, in my opinion, he can own that state and still compete. LSU, I think arguably, you if you own that the state of Louisiana, talent-wise, is very similar to a Texas that you can compete for the national championship. So it's got the most the most NFL players are from the state of Louisiana. That's it's just a fact. LSU has some players, period. 
LSU's. Look at the tree in LSU. Uh, while we're on, so we're recording on a Tuesday night. We're going to release Wednesday, everybody. As we're recording, they just dropped the new rankings. It's Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Cincy. Oklahoma State is now five. Uh, so Notre Dame has been jumped. So, yeah. So ultimately, Oklahoma State went out. They're in. They're in. And All by in. the way, Bama loses. They're out. So that's, dude, and that's the cool piece about where we are. Sure, our you know, I'm repping the horns, we love them, hook them, all that stuff, but we're not in the mix. So, this is what I love. Honestly, I thought we we're gonna get this with the eight teams or 12 team, mm-hmm. but a Georgia who's not regularly there, a Cincy who's not regularly there, Oklahoma State, who damn sure is not regularly a Michigan there. either. A Michigan who's not regularly there. It's not Ohio State. This is what makes college football next level, cool, fun crazy they i didn't know that we'd get show. it in the in, in the four playoff yeah so scenario, so, but this cool so kwan what you're saying is you expect if oklahoma state wins the big 12 championship that they will jump cincinnati no he's saying bam's gonna no, lose i to think oh, oklahoma they, state they, would then be four and cincinnati will drop yeah so cincinnati will drop, i think it will drop out okay no, 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 no. Cincinnati drop, would be drop three. down it's, you're yeah, saying alabama so, loses got it got it yeah because so alabama's okay. three Okay, hypothetically, if Alabama wins, we think that Oklahoma State will not make it into the top four. Nope, gone. I think Georgia okay. is DJ so, Cobb's locking in twenty million. Reasons. So I'm gonna tell you, if, if if Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma State wins out, and Alabama wins, I think Michigan's gonna be number one if they win the Big Ten. I think Alabama will be number two. Okay. I think Oklahoma State will be number three. And Georgia will be number four. And I think if, if, gone. if Alabama beats the Georgia, you're going to have two SEC teams in there. And Cincinnati's yeah. burnt toast. I, and and Cincinnati's going to be number five. I, I tend to agree with that. I just want to add a little bit of perspective here. When Oklahoma was undefeated, the best team in the Big 12, they, they didn't get past number eight. So – so where are we coming at with this? Okay, Oklahoma State, a one-loss team. Yes, they're going to the Big Twelve Championship, but why do they deserve to be at five? Even though they beat this Oklahoma team, who now has two losses, it just doesn't really—it's not adding up to me. Where maybe I just—I really want to defend Cincinnati here because I think that oh, I've—you go know, two, three done weeks ago, they can possibly do. You know, I'm literally making the case. I want Cincinnati in it so bad. Yeah, anyway. I've made every case on the planet. But this is also so I'm with you. The problem is that's why the four playoff team scenario doesn't work. Right. Because in my opinion, if you're number five, six, seven, you always have an argument. If you're number eight, you had a phenomenal season. Number nine, you had a great season. Number 10, sure, great season. But you don't have an argument. Yeah. I'm just saying. And so that's where, yes, I'm with you, bro. There's if Cincinnati is undefeated and they beat Notre Dame at home. They beat Houston, who only has one loss. They should be in the playoff. However, if Alabama wins, there will be two SEC teams in there. We I know don't, that. I, don't th- I think Georgia is going on a rocket ship. Georgia's it, in the playoff. It's, it's no questions game. asked. Unless they get blown number- out like 60 to nothing. <laughs> yeah, which I honestly like. Bama looked bad. I mean, their defense looked Bama good. Bama is squeaked looked, by a lot of games. They squeaked. The Auburn game was an absolute luck shot. I mean, if that if Tank Bigsby doesn't go, if go out of bounds, they're going to lose that game. That's a 40-second. 
that's a 40 second runoff right there. So they got completely lucky in that game. I think this is really telling though of the, of the Brian Kelly conversation and I'll circle back to UT and a couple other schools. Like if you're going into a program, you have to look at the ceiling. Like what is how high can your team go? This Notre Dame team, as far as we know, maybe they did it in basketball, but in football, they've been really, you know, they've been pushing back on joining a conference. They're not joining the ACC. They're refusing to get in there. So they're never going to get into a championship game. If USC gets better in a couple of years, under Lincoln Riley, which honestly him recruiting there, you know, all it takes is a good head coach and a good recruiter. USC sells itself. So there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be completely dominating the back 12 in a year's time, maybe two, um, especially with his system, but Notre Dame, they especially with the transfers he might get too. exactly. They've pretty much written in the right, the writings on the wall for Notre Dame. Like you can't get, you got bumped by Oklahoma state who hasn't even won the big 12 yet. Right. So the writing is on the wall that this is as high as he can go. And maybe he's looking at, he's like the recruits I'm getting are never going to be the LSU type of recruits. I know what I've done with my talent thus far. If I can get Notre Dame to six, how far can I get LSU? So he's willing to bet on himself and they're willing to bet a hundred million dollars on him. I mean, Mel. And and by the way, that's what I wanted to talk about. We want to be real nice and talk football. But both of these guys will be making more than Nick Saban. <laughs> Let's be real here. Mel like they're going to be 95. making more than Nick Saban per what we have heard on their contracts. So even well, if Brian Kelly not, is not successful at just, LSU, what a way to get a guaranteed $100 million to end your career. He was yeah. never going to get 10, 11, 12 million at Notre Dame, and which is weird because they have it. But he was never going to get that without a national championship. And then you got Lincoln, who have not won a natty either. Both of these guys have been in the playoff, but haven't won a natty. He's about to go get 11 a year at USC. Both of them will make more. Nick I mean, Saban's at like 10 point something. And he has, what, six, seven rings? I don't know how many he has. It's a lot. If, if, yeah. so that, if, you so huge fact. if you calculate the entire value of his deal that we just broke down, he's making like almost 18 million with the houses and all that, right? Oh, you're real, exactly that, real. That, that, that's more that's more than any coach in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Let it's I know we want to talk ball, but let's talk realistic. Yeah. Let's talk NIL. Let's talk money. This is yeah. about money it and is. opportunity. And I think Lincoln deal makes a lot of sense in a crazy way. And let's be real. We're all, oh, we all love our Longhorns, but we, I, I saw a, a, you know, good old social media say Texas is five and seven and they're sitting back laughing at Oklahoma. And let's be real. And so let, let's go back to the, the, the move to SEC. I want to talk about this. Yeah. The Oklahoma people around Austin, around town. Oh, y'all couldn't have gone without us. Y'all couldn't have done this. What an absolute humble pie reality check to where, no, there's no freaking move to the SEC, even at a five and seven Texas brand is what moved the needle on that happening. Mm-hmm. Because you just, your, head, your head coach just left for the Pac-12 because of that move. Yeah. So even he understands and realized, I've had it pretty good in the Big 12 because the Big 12 have been down. No disrespect to the other schools, but the Big 12 have been down. I want to go over now to the Pac-12 where I'll almost be in the same scenario because it's down. And even when it's up, I've been to a Stanford game where USC and Stanford was ranked and there was like 30,000 people in the stands. And so on the West Coast, football is fun, but it's not a big deal. 
And that's where he can go continue to dominate, recruit well, NIL, all the above. Yeah. But they also TV. get more respect, too. Sorry, Nick. Because, like, Oregon was ranked number three for a while. I know you wasn't. That's because they beat Ohio State, though. It's true. True. They, were, they, got, they got the respect. And beat, not, not just beat them. They beat the crap out of Ohio State. Yeah, they did. I mean, USC, though, is always that program that people are going to want to put into the playoff. They're going to want to give more recognition to because this is that big brand. And he's going to – I mean, look, if he's going to be the coach that we know he is at Oklahoma – and bring it to USC, he should be able to walk into the college ball playoff in the next two, three years, right? Exactly. He should be able, he should be able to get any crew he wants on the West Coast, get the best quarterback you can find on the West Coast. Does he oh he don't maybe easy. even need to do that? Because I think at least one of his current quarterbacks are following him. Well, I don't know if it's Rattler. I don't no, know. If- I don't think it's Rattler. I think it's Williams who made a very vague comment about his moves. <laughs> And that's yeah. it, dude. The landscape we're sitting here and, and just listening to local us, our conversation. Holy cow, college ball has changed, it has yeah. freaking changed. Yeah. NIL movement, all of these decisions, and the things you're thinking about. Oh, by the way, your player can transfer without penalty once. So these coaches are making decisions and even having we haven't even talked about. The, the SMU coach going to TCU, his recruiting guys Dykes. are talking yeah. to recruits and talking to players saying, hey, let's go from Dallas and come over here to Fort Worth and let's go. We're in the Big 12 now. And this, this is all just crazy. And everybody's so hard on the kids. But these coaches have been doing this for a long freaking time. They're making very personal and selfish decisions. And that's why NIL and other things kind of happened because called them out. I'm willing to bet that Lincoln Riley had a private conversation with Caleb Williams and said, look, I'm going to USC. You may not link this news at all, but I would love for you to come with me. Exactly. And, and I'm sure he's going to. I'm sure after this bowl game at whatever they get in, he's going to. Yeah. But I mean, but, it moves so fast, bro. It was Sunday. He was there. Like he was getting off the plane and he was, on and Sunday. He was telling the media to their face. I will not be the head coach at LSU. Whatever. He Dude, didn't lie. And he, didn't he lie. was right. <laughs> He yeah. was right. That's on them for spinning it and saying he's staying with OU. Right. Exactly. Like he never said that. He did. Clearly, clearly it, it wasn't Dude, the case. Hey, they were playing checkers. He was playing chess. And, yeah. and really, from a standpoint of that, it, it is so freaking wild that that's happening, that he's leaving. But again, that's the landscape. That's the money. Think about, and they haven't even re upped the TV deal. And I love, honestly, as much as we're talking about it. The one thing I did see, and I'm not a big Cowherd fan. I don't really watch TV like that. And he's kind of one of the extreme Stephen A. Skip Bayless type dudes. But he did respond in a genius way. The AD of OU was like, oh, it would have been nice if we got a heads up. Did y'all see what Cowherd said? He said, yeah, the Big 12 feels the same way. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that was true. Yeah. yeah, you tee that one up. And that's where we are in college ball. It's bananas and it's pretty awesome. It's, it's just it's just crazy. Like I've just you see like the, they they have these fan bases at their fingertips, right? They're worshiped like gods almost, right? Like Sooner fans love Lincoln Riley, Hale Saban, like all of that, right? They are literally on the plane the next day to be on campus at their new school. He had his he had his Oklahoma Jays on stepping <laughs> off the plane. In a USC polo, it was just hilarious. Crazy, yeah. I've never seen anything happen so fast. And I think they made a song about it. These 
ain't loyal. <laughs> uh, I'll say these hoes definitely ain't loyal. I mean, like, it, it, like, but Jay Billis, I saw him like he had a tweet. It was like, it's so funny that everyone's been criticizing the kids for wanting to leave all these years. Look at these two coaches before the season's even over, or before they even know where they're playing in a bowl game. One can still make the playoff. They're up and out. Exactly. But that's what it's been all the time. That's my argument. These fan bases have given these coaches a pass the entire time, which I think is straight bull crap. And they've been so hard on the student athletes working their butt off, you know, playing hard, actually being loyal. And then an occasional guy transfers. It's the end of the world. And I'm like, dude, it happens all the time on the coaching level. And now that it's happened on two blue bloods, it's shattered. It's crazy. I talked again. I, I probably shouldn't get the appreciation I have in talking to my OU friends, but I'm just like, dude, this is nuts. OU DNA, my ass. This is not the OU DNA because you what you've also seen is it was Lincoln Riley DNA because you've seen ten decommits. Mm-hmm. You've seen guys in the transfer portal. It is not about OU. It's, it is about certain levels of these coaches and these oh, leaders. Oh yeah, they say it's, it's, it's real. He sent three quarterbacks to the NFL, two first overall picks. Everyone's winning the Heisman. Guys going in the first round. How, if you're an offensive player, how do you not want to go play for Lincoln Riley? Right. If I was, look, if I was 6'2", six years, seven years younger, like a little lighter maybe and a little quicker and like my <laughs> just better at sports, That's I would look for a little taller, a little lighter, a little faster. I would, little, I would for sure <laughs> go a whole to lot of littles. A little, little bit of everything. <laughs> a little, a little bit, bit of everything. everything. I would go to OU. But like, you know, if Texas didn't want me. the the, the But it's it's a very tempting thing. You gotta, you're got you going to follow the coach a lot of the time. But there's a lot of guys in the transfer portal. I mean, we pose this question in our group text. Toss, go with you first. Um because we're going to do our, we'll do our horns recap next week. We're going to, we'll get a cool guest for that and do our full recap just when we officially know that we're not in a bowl game. Obviously, you, the fans know me. I still think it's possible somehow. Um, and I'm telling myself that as I go to sleep at night. But a big transfer on the, on the block, Rattler, Toss, would you welcome him with open arms or no? I mean, I think, I think you have to because you can't get picky. And he's an incredibly talented quarterback, and I think he's a pro. He's a pro level talent. No one point, and yeah. and earlier in the year, before the season actually started, this guy was being touted as a top ten pick in the draft, like first overall pick. Yeah, yeah because so, of Lincoln Riley or his abilities. Maybe, maybe, but he's also he's always been that highly touted before he stepped on the fields and you know on the campus of of Oklahoma, and I think. For me, I, I look and again, we'll get into it next week when we deeply evaluate the, the the past season. But we had we had quarterbacking issues. We had a lot of issues, but we did have quarterbacking issues. And and in my mind right now, I'm looking at this. It's it's an open job. And if if he's a guy that can compete for it and make it make a case for himself, then I I would welcome him onto the campus. That's how I feel about it, Nicholas. Yeah, um, I'd take him. But let's hear me out for a second. Our head coach is Steve Sarkeesian, right? He was the offensive coordinator at Bama. He had Jalen Hurts. He had Tua. I believe that he's the type of coach that can unlock something in Spencer Rattler if it's there. Lincoln Riley? Who knows? Oh, that's why he's there. I hope it's. I hope that's why we hired him. I hope it's the case. I mean, whatever whatever Rattler was going. Look, personal issues aside. Whoever he is as a person aside, I do think he has the ability. Whether he can get it straight, you know, in his head, 
is one thing. And, and I think that if he comes to Austin, you know, we give him a chance and, you know, I mean, there's, there's no harm at least trying. I mean, right now we've got Casey and Hudson lined up to be our quarterback competition next year again, right? Like we're still gonna have to figure it out next year. So if we give Rattler an opportunity, it doesn't work out. Okay. Whatever. You know what? Onto our recruiting class. Hopefully we get Arch Manning, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe Malik Murphy pans out. You never know, but I do like more competition in there. It, it, they, they just, it builds off of the uh, the competition and, and people play better. I appreciate all the comments. This is the other piece of it, though. <laughs> You've been smiling. This we haven't time. talked a lot about y'all live in L.A. I live in Austin, Texas. They hate him. If you get Rattler and he doesn't work out, can you imagine the conversation Sark's going to have to deal with? Um, because this is the thing. What we do know is this. Y'all talk about his ability and all that. Texas defense was struggle bus this year. Yet that same defense got Rattler to get benched. So if we're being realistic about that, Caleb Williams came in and balled out and kicked our butt. Not just one year, but two years in a row. This was arguably and statistically the worst defense in Texas history. And yet Rattler couldn't do anything on them. And so I get what you mean by his abilities. And then you talk about that. So the personality kind of perspective and all of those different things, what we truly need, and we've talked about it a million times is a leader. What I have talked to from other, especially at the quarterback position, when I've talked to other players or people that are connected to OU, one of the reasons Rattler struggled is because he's not really that, you know, I, I, I was on the sideline and I watched Colin Murray and Baker Mayfield. Oh, they killed me because they were so freaking good. Mm -hmm. Like they really were. They were a very different level. I see a little bit of that. I haven't seen enough of them in Williams. But what I haven't seen is that in Spencer Rattler on the field. And I told y'all, I'm not a big fan of Brock, Brock Purdy. I've seen some similarities of lack of leadership and lack of kind of big time game. He got benched two years in a row versus a almost 500 team and a below 500 team in Texas from a defensive standpoint. I mean, I was literally sitting here earlier with some people and they're like, so is PK going to stay now? Yes, I think he should. And I hope he does. But if that question is being asked and this guy couldn't even beat them. True. I, I have my reservation. You, but you bring up some really good points. That's a I mean, great point. Yeah. Adam. I mean, I was going to bring up mighty ducks and how Adam, Adam I mean, who, who's to joined. say that he even wants to join the Texas long ones, right? Probably not. Especially who got him benched. <laughs> you know? And again, think about that. We got him twice benched. And then you got Mordecai, who went to SMU and did very well. You got Caleb, who, again, clearly we're going to see, see how that figures itself out. But I think speculation, I think hype, all of that. If we, if, when, when you say, oh, he's always had the hype, he did. He was on Elite 11 and all that, which didn't make him look that great, by the way, from a leader standpoint. No. And then you factor in all the other factors and like eh, the hype, you know what? We were ranked when we started the season, we were ranked at one point, all that preseason hype and all that stuff, throw it out the window. And now, now let's look at the facts. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Here. I completely agree with you, Quan. And I, I knew the minute I started answering, I knew what your reason was because I feel a lot of the same way about character of a college quarterback, what that means to a team and to winning and to success to a program. I think that, again, it's like it's a situation where if, if 
hypothetically, he transfers to Texas and Sark comes into the presser and he says there's a 33% chance that he is our quarterback. There's a 33% that it's Casey and there's a 33% chance that it's Hudson. And, and he has known that since the day he walked onto this campus, then to me, that means, okay, talk about humble pie. A lot of people are eating it. It means that he's done it too. He's also a really young kid. Josh and I, when we were a couple years ago in LA, we, we went to a high school basketball game where Bronny James Jr. Played against a guy named Evan Mobley, who at the time was the number one recruit in the nation. I love basketball. I watch a lot of basketball. I watched that game. And so does our other friend that was with us. And we were like, this guy is soft and he can't bang okay. down low. But guess what? He was 18 and he hadn't grown into himself and he matured a lot. And now he's, he's, looking, he's in the NBA and he's, yeah. he might win rookie of the year. And he looks like he could be an all-star for years to come. So guys can grow up. Guys can, guys can change. They have to want to make that, that commitment for to themselves. So I think if yeah. he's willing to change his mindset, and, and eat a little bit of humble pie, uh, then, then maybe it's worth it. But I also think this, we're five and seven. I would hate to see him go somewhere else and light the world on fire because that would really piss me off too. Yeah, we're five and seven. You know I, I feel injuries. you there. I, I feel you there. Uh, the only piece is he's such a me guy. You know, yeah. ultimately, yeah. I, I think we have enough of those already. And if he goes somewhere and lights it up, that's cool. But who's not to say we're not going to be a different team next year? I think that's very hypothetical. I'm okay with him going to light it up as long as we get in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, we, we don't need, <laughs> so, we don't need we don't need him. I like and that's what I'm saying. You know what? And by the way, can you imagine him versus this year's O line play? So I, I go back to the pieces of the puzzle that I think we need to pursue, and he's not A, B, or C. He, he in my just in 100 my opinion, he would be D. Because clearly when nobody's the same quarterback behind struggling O-line, you know, and by the way, they came out and played a very different game. The young guys versus K-State, because that's a very physical team, but there's work to do. And so if he's not that guy, if he doesn't start next year, because again, he would have that same hype with Sark. Sark is a brilliant offensive mind. And so he have that same hype. So if he's not getting, you know, we're struggling, he's not winning. Is he going to set us back four games in, five games in, because he's a, a, a me guy, an I guy? And so going back to the championship level things, the reason I think OU struggle bust a little bit is because of that. Because I yeah. think they've been going in the wrong direction. Yes, they're clearly still ahead of us because they beat us and because of the way the, the year turned out. But being on the championship teams I was on, the potential of a, even one guy not being a we guy didn't exist especially the quarterback it's quarterback. especially at the quarterback quarterback's yeah. got to be a wee guy across the board and look though i think we have on our roster we have worthy who as a freshman was by and large one of the best receivers in the country uh, well, sure. not, not even just freshman. a freshman yeah yeah, yeah. And then you have Bijan. you have Bijan. you can't come into any guy look i well, again, we're going to divulge. There's a lot that goes into it, but I think we lost so many close games. If we're bringing in some outside help to get in the quarterback competition, I agree with you, Toss. It has to be a competition next year because Casey wasn't br- – I don't think Hudson's the guy, but Casey himself wasn't brutal. There was right. times where he was hurt and played through his injury. I mean, look, we're talking about that OU game where the defense stymied Rattler. Caleb Williams comes in. Guy threw six By the way, touchdowns. Casey outplayed Rattler times 30 in that game. Yeah, he threw six touchdowns. He threw, got through six touchdowns. Like, you throw six touchdowns in a game, you expect to win the game, especially in regulation. So 
I think if he comes in for a competition and, and wins the competition outright, hopefully that says it's a it's a big that is a big move on Sark's part. But I don't think I would I was bringing up the Mighty Ducks comparison with Adam Banks and how Adam Banks was unlocked when he went to the Mighty Ducks, even though he was good on the other team uh, for those D. D one through three, three fans out there, but I, I think like they, I think what it's a, it's it's not a horrible comparison. It's, just go watch the movie again, Nick. The uh, I think it is a great movie. I think him coming in is worth the QB competition. I don't know if it's worth him to start, but we need the competition. We need fire. We can't. We need that's something we just lacked across the board. Blatant why we lost fourth quarter game. Like we were winning every single game almost that we lost if not all of them that we lost. So there's so was it the QB's reason we lost? I don't know. It's just, no, not necessarily. But I think just, you know, bringing in another guy, it's worth seeing what we can do. It's worth giving people shots and seeing what I, we have. I think it's good for competition. But as we just said, if he's not a we guy, if he's a me guy, he's not going to go to a school that's going to say, you're going to compete for the job. He's going to go for a school to say, you have the job. It's exactly. very true. Right. Track record shows. That's what he's going to do. I mean, he's, exactly. he's, he's, he's yeah. a schmagaggy. Shmig- Look, There's he's no going to, <laughs> we average over 40 <laughs> points a game this year, right? He's, he's going to end up going to like Arizona state. Yeah. That's what's going to end up happening. Good. Well, I hope he and hope that it works lights. out in the hype and all that stuff. And he, 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 I, again, don't know the guy personally, but per, conversation all the above he thinks wherever he goes is even after so the funny thing is like maybe he has some humble pie now no he didn't even have it when the freshman came in and took his job and he he really didn't yeah and and, and so that would be a bold maybe an offseason to do it maybe a lincoln riley leaving to do it but that's a lot of maybes and i don't think we need to waste any more scholarships on maybes we need some people in here who gonna get it done and, and we're going to have a lot of scholarship availability, in my opinion, after this season. And we need to fill that with people who fill a gap and add very, very instant value to the team. But even him, as good as his abilities are, if we don't have O-line in front of him, protecting him, he's going to – we saw the O-line at OU wasn't as good this year. He wasn't as good this year. Caleb made plays even with a suspect O-line at OU. And that's why he got benched. So I, I think there's so much more to that perspective and scenario. But um, again, I, the, the whole, again, you go back to the video of him at Elite Eight. I mean, yeah. I, he got underneath my skin, to say the least. And, and, yeah. and I, I, oh, man, it would be tough. It would be tough. I that this we've we've talked way too much about Spencer Rattler already. <laughs> but the last thing I'll say is again, I mentioned it before, like this is a guy who is supposed to be a top 10 draft pick in the NFL. He's probably gonna want to go somewhere where he can, like you said, Nick, like in Arizona State, where he's walking into a job, he's got to think about his future too. And like if he's walking into a room where he has a third of a chance to start for Texas, what does that sure. mean for his NFL prospects? You know, like exactly. does it yeah chance to lose a job I'll, I'll go somewhere where i don't have that chance so mm-hmm. that's i don't know guys all the time like it's worth yeah. the question though i mean it's no, worth it's, the a, question. it's fun it's a fun question for sure if he wants if he wants to go to arizona state drink natty lights and take bong rips oh and you know what three touchdowns and get you, two picks a game and you saw the party. you saw the move from my standpoint i don't know if he's like trying to be loyal to lincoln but lincoln benched you you heard lincoln's leaving you assume caleb might follow him why the hell wouldn't you just stay at oklahoma you're now the starter again. 
True. Unless That's he thinks Caleb, if he thinks Caleb's staying, he's going to go to USC. They also have that kid Jackson Dart. I don't know how epic he's going to be, but his name is Jackson Dart. So <laughs> he better that, throw some darts after that. Also, I mean, he's got to be at least decent. The thing about Rattler is you're talking about how much people in Austin hate him. People in Norman don't really like him either. So I mean, he's that's, that's exactly my point, dude. <laughs> I was like, you got that smaller campus. Now you got UT. We're, we're a little loco, which I'm a little. I'm very disappointed in our attendance in the game. Yes, it's been a rough season, but I know a lot of schools in the state of Texas who still sell out in their rough seasons. They've yeah. sucked for a very long time. So I'm disappointed in that piece of it. Um, our fans are not scared to boo their players and they're also kind of copycats so you be two three games in and he's sucking we're gonna be booing him and he doesn't handle that very well so i'm just looking macro big level you know big picture perspective i i think there's other folks out there i think we need to really attack that portal for folks the in right the trenches guys. over over necessarily hopefully, uh, well, hopefully yours from ohio state gets reality check knows that he's not gonna play for a long time and well he could play He's honestly, I would take that over Rattler any day. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yours. If you guys see, you guys see his mullet on the sideline. (laughs) That dude, Nick's got a Terry Black's barbecue. He looks like he's working the ribs back there. Awesome. (laughs) But apparently, he may not come unless he has some NIL deals lined up. I don't know why he would leave. It's just so crazy, man. Stroud's gone after next year. Stroud's going to go in the draft. He's a redshirt freshman. He'll get a year or two starting viewers under at Ohio State who's they're still epic like I'm not necessarily sure why he would leave but I would love to get I think you, you mentioned the trenches in the transfer portal and I would love to win the game on the line especially the defensive line next year um, um but on that note we'll be back next week with a recap with a special guest and to go through our season the good the bad and most definitely the ugly um, uh, but fans out there, thank you for joining us. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Enjoyed the win against Kansas state. Enjoyed the craziness that is college football. Enjoyed the championship weekend ahead. Uh, we'll obviously recap that as well. I'm Joshua Fisher. That was Alexander DeSapos, Nicholas Snackscrider, and the Quan Cosby. We're the horns up talking Texas pod. Get your horns up. Let's win some basketball games. Without <laughs> yeah. you. We'll see you next time.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.